That's right. Daddy changed the world. He did what? Daddy changed the world. Daddy changed the world. George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Sean Bell, Maude Arbor, Terrence Crutcher, Stephon Clark, Jordan Randolph, Oscar Gabotham, Sean Reese, Jordan Freddie Gray, Ayanna John Walter Scott, Philomena Rice, Mike Brown, Eric Gardner, Sandra Bland, Amadou Diallo, Trayvon Martin, A Moment of Silence. These names and countless more human beings whose lives were lost to senseless violence in a system that's broken. It's time for change. Black Lives Matter. Latin Geeks. The following episode of the Latin Geeks podcast was recorded on Blackout Tuesday on the second night of curfew in New York City. What you are about to hear is a genuine conversation between two friends trying to make sense of a world gone mad and the issues affecting our community. Latin Geeks. So what you want to do, man? You want to do this? Oh, this was it. <laughs> like, I, you're recording like, already? Oh, nice. Good. Yeah, good. I was just re- like, this is just been record- Oh, I didn't even see you here record. That's pretty good. That's pretty- <laughs> yeah, this is it, bro. This is like good. I thought you, I'm like, yo, that's pretty good. That's the way to do it, actually, because you're like right in. We get it right into the conversation. Yeah, like I didn't. This is just a, a real conversation, and this needs to be had. We're all dealing with the same issue right now. How do we process it? I, How to make sense of the senseless? Shit has just been so hard to process, like, for everyone. And it's like, I've broken down crying at least two, three times a day the last four or five days in a row. Like, at least once, twice a day, I've, I've broken into tears, like, just seeing what's been going on. And and it's just, like... It's heartbreaking, man. Uh, wrenching. Like, who thought, like, this would happen in our fucking lifetime? But that's the other thing. Like it's a like a lot of um, it's mixed emotions, right? Because a lot of it is like, holy shit! I never thought positively. Like I yeah. never thought I'd see this in my lifetime. Like I never thought I'd see cops denouncing other cops, uh, white people claiming their whiteness and their blame as much as they have in this go around. Which that's the other thing. Like in the in the marches, like a lot of more like a lot of white people, a lot of white people. And they're kind of like, you know, taking ownership of this stuff. So a lot of it is like, oh, my God, it's beautiful. But a lot of it fucks like, um, I don't know if you follow me on Twitter, but on Twitter I had, um, I had put up a video. It was like the three generations. It was the the older guy and then the, the middle guy. And then he had like a 16-year-old. And oh, yeah, like the same video yelling I posted. At each other. He, yo, dude. So I've been so fine. I literally with cried every time I saw that video. Like, even when so, I watch it now, I will start crying. So, and you know, I'm, look, say what you want or whatever. I don't carry myself, like, externally very Latino. You know, now maybe a little bit more, but when I was younger, I was a hip-hop kid. Like, they couldn't differentiate. If I'm Dominican or black, they didn't care. I look black. That's what it was. So I went through a lot of shit, and I was lived through the Giuliani era here in New York, too. You know what I'm saying? And with all of that, right, I'm watching this video, and everything is going on, and you know, I, I'm a comedian. I have to, I, I have a little skewed way of processing things sometimes. Yeah, the defense mechanism is to make a joke. Yeah, and it's like sometimes I like, I stand, like, I don't, I don't, have, you know, yeah, I'm like, I'm more, I'm more observant from the point of view of like, how can this, how can I even make this funny? How can I, can I, how can I observe? Because for me now, since I got older, sometimes it's not always funny. It's almost like trying to find an analogy to give to people, you know, like, oh, like, I, like I was pushing the analogy of like you know when people say the Black Lives Matter, people say all oh, lives matter. I'm like, all right, so you 
You go to you go to a funeral and like tell people like yo, but people have died in my family too, and it's like no, it's in that moment we're in a funeral for that person, you know. So you can't. Oh, I got cut, you know. Oh, but wait, I gotta put a bandaid on everybody's arm before I put a bandaid on yours because all arms matter. No, like that's not what we're talking about. Here. Like in the in this specific moment, you know, it's about that in this specific moment. So it's. I watched that. So the whole time I'm like processing everything and taking everything with a grain of salt. And I'm also Dominican, bro. So like the colorism within my people is beyond, you know, and everybody in my family is light skinned. I'm the darkest of the dark. My grandfather was black and then I, and then it's him and me, you know? And then everybody else kind of came out like in between and light or like your complexion, like very light, you know? Like you see my daughter. My, that's my mom. Like, that's my mom's comp- Like, she came out looking like my mother. So, all of that, I'm taking all of that into account. I'm watching this. I'm watching all these other things. And when he tells the kid, like, yo, you see in 10 years, you're going to be doing this shit, but you're going to think of a better way because this ain't working? Bro, that was it. And from that moment on, I've been so emotional about this shit. Like, I mean, after I had my kid, I became another person. I'm a mush. I don't really care about crying. And yeah, I'm in tune with that emotion. I'm in tap with, you know what I'm saying? Like, before that, you're like a single guy, like, oh, whatever. But, like, I got my kid and all that shit, and you, it taps into you. It fucks with you emotionally because it's a thing that you can't, like, shut down. And holy shit, if that didn't speak to me, and, like, if that didn't, like, speak for me in that moment, and I, that was it. That was it. Like, for me, that was the moment where I was just like, so I'm talking to my girl about it, and I just started crying. And then my girl, she was like, what the fuck? She never sees me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm usually well composed. And I was like, I can't. Mm. Like, this is so hard right now because there's so much that's being articulated right now that that you just had to deal with and feel and live with just because of how things are. So I'm glad we're seeing a lot of things that I didn't think I would ever see in my lifetime. Positive things, you know, great things. Yeah, I'm super grateful for all the positive shit. Absolutely, man. And you gotta take like, the good. You gotta look at the good words at. You know what I'm saying? Like no, and I'm so, and I'm glad that it's, you know, this relevate this the revolution is televised because we're exposing the truth of what's really happening and exposing these fucking really racist. For who That's and what right. they are, and then you see these fucking ignorant, fucking stupid fucking kids doing these, you know, goddamn fucking challenges and posting right, these fucking right. pictures. Like, yo, fucking, did you see this fucking? Do you see this? You know Logan Paul? You know this dickhead Logan Paul? You know Logan Paul is? He's like a YouTube personality or whatever. Anyway, a couple years ago, he got in trouble because he went to Japan. And he filmed himself in the suicide forest, you know, that forest where people go to kill themselves and shit. And he actually filmed bodies and he put that shit on YouTube. So he got suspended. It was like a whole thing. But like, it came out like, you know, now we're knowing you're a real piece of shit. I'm talking about blonde, blue eyes, six foot two, Aryan wonderkind. And he just, they just showed him now, him and his brother looting a store and him putting it up for content on his, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're like, what the fuck? Like, wow, wow. wow. I, and you know, just just as much, just as many angry black men there are, there are angry white men. And, you know, they are going to not, 
lets us go without a fight and fight us by any means necessary. So by any and, ma- any way no. they can discredit us, any way they can, you know, continue to spread that hate and anarchist mentality. You got Absolutely. motherfuckers going around dressing up as the Joker and fucking Batman. And, yeah. you know, not for nothing, if I Even was piles there, of bricks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah not nothing. If I was to ever go out there, I would wear my I would wear my Nightwing gear. You know, just as a sense of fuck everybody up in your fucking white Nightwing gear. Like you know, not for nothing. I the masks they they provide you with a sense of courage, no matter when, especially when you you know that's why people cosplay. It gives you the strength. So then they're imbuing these characters. So now you have these people that are these anarchists that are imbuing these characters. You know of, you know, like the pur- the purge mentality, and it's, like, ridiculous, and it's, you know, it's unsettling, but, you know, you can't, everybody's been at the edge of their fucking mind for weeks, and this was bound to happen, and the, the cat, and the spark caught. This is what happens, bro, this is what happens. This is what happens when shit boils over, when shit isn't understood. Like, you know, like, this is, like, I'm I'm really pissed off at all these people always invoking. They wanted real quick to invoke Martin Luther King and all this other stuff. And no, it's beautiful. And and it was and it's appeasing to the white people, but it didn't work because we're still here. We're still fighting the same fight. So, again, I'm not condoning. I don't condone the looting and the others, but it's like you're saying. White people are also like, like, this has to change, right? And for all of this to change, we got, we got to go through this. There's going to be pushback. There's going to be pushback from the old ways that want to keep things, remain things the way that they are. And then there's people that want to change the norm. And there's going to be a pushback there and it's going to be ugly. And right now, the people that have the norm are the people with the power. And, but we have the numbers because we're the people, you know? That's what and we gotta figure older, it out. This older generation that does not understand, you know, Ugh. that the way they have been doing things has not worked. Not right. No. And they cannot continue to force it upon us no. when we see a better way. Right. And right. it's like just the the overall thing, you know. And you and guys are equipped with so much like younger generations now is equipped with so much more information about rights, about you know, about a lot of things. Now again, not that they're right, right to be respected, but they know how to prepare themselves a little better as far as like, even when for the aftermath of certain things, you know, where I think we just accepted things the way they were. So we didn't ruffle feathers so we can be okay, you know, to, to just be passing and naked. And that's for everybody. And I think that was our first mistake. And even now it's like, it's a, def- it's a crazy deflection, bro. You know, cause they always like, Oh man, yo, I really wish, uh, cops would stop killing black people. Yeah, but you know how many black people kill each other in Chicago? What the fuck does that have to do with what I just said? What the fuck does that have to do with what I just said? I met Dr. King's daughter once. I interviewed her. Oh, wow, and, okay. And it was, um, you know, an amazing experience. Like, sure. you know, because you, to me, and I told her this, like, she was the dream personified. You know, because, you know, she's... His she's, child, she's a, and she's now a grown woman, you know, in her own right, you know, uh, a great human being. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. Like, you know, so it becomes a thing of like, even she said on her Twitter, like, you know, they still killed my father, like, you know. Right. So it's like, I I don't know how to 
put into words how I feel and that's how everybody's feeling. And it's like that, that utter disbelief, you know, especially for people of color, you know, and it's like, for me, you know, yeah, I often get assumed as being a white man, but I <laughs> definitely not got any of the privilege of it. No, right, right, because right. as soon as they see my name, my very Puerto Rican name, then right. you know I'm just another. Right, no, it changes. It changes. You know, it's tough for my mom, like, cause like I told you, my mom is fair skinned, and I, I did, I was raised very Dominican. Like, you know, I speak Spanish well. Like, I can do all of that stuff. I'm, I'm like in the culture and everything. But I grew up in New York, man. I grew yeah. up in New York. It's not twisted on me as far as like what I, as how I am perceived outside of, you know, I could, I could be a Latino or whatever, but they don't ask, they look at me real quick. You know, like you said, like for you, you may initially pass, but then they look at your stuff and they're like, oh shit, this guy's, an, you know, but for me, I get boom. You know, I've gotten the initial like gun push. Like I've, I look at me. I am from the nineties, bro. I abide. Yeah. I comply. I complied every single time. I'm talking about hands up, no eye contact, the whole nine. I got hurt complying. So don't, that's when something like, oh, you know, if they would have just sit still and whatever. Nah, bro. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. Yeah. And then, and then once, once you're you in the, handcuffs. Once you have that one record, then you got it. That's it. I could be the fairest motherfucker in the fucking land. Oh, no. Forget it. It doesn't matter. It. And so that's I know it. I've learned the hard way. No matter how eloquent I am, no matter how fucking, you know, white I may appear to the, to the eye, no matter what, once I'm, at the know, end of the day, once, at the end of the day, you know, I get put in that certain pigeonhole and, you get know, put in the box, you get put yeah, in the box. And, and I know, and I know, <clears throat> and I know how, how the fucking, the racism is amongst the Latino culture. Like, I'm, oh, and, man. you know, it's the worst. And no matter how, what my appearance may be, I'm a Puerto Rican. And for me, that means I am of three, you know, ethnic makeup. And I'm very aware combination of Combination of three, right, right. My father is just as dark-skinned as you are. Yeah, no, I believe you. You know, and frankly, when people forget how much shit they put my fucking people through and my island, with what my parents have to go through. My still going through it. Yeah, still going through it. still going through it. Like, seriously, they forget about Puerto Rico. They forget about Vieques. They forget about... You know, the women who who will never, you know, all the unborn Puerto Ricans that, you know, will never be existed because of how they took away the ability to have children, unbeknownst to these populations. Unbeknownst to them? Our, yeah. our, our entire fucking You guys, like, you guys were the, like, you guys were the, right, you guys were the, the, the Tuskegee, Tuskegee experiment. experiment, right? Like, right. You know, and then you can't even say, oh, well, that was how many, that was no less than 20, 30 years ago. Right. That's not even, we're not talking about 100 years, we're talking about, like, recently. Me. And then for what? To get decimated again by natural storms and to get decimated right. again and again. And what I've been saying from the start of all this, that the rest of the country and the world, you know, has finally caught up to the reality of where so many of us have lived for so long and have been forced to deal with, deal. forced to thrive and eat be it. successful yeah. in spite of it. And in spite of all of the hate, and in spite of all of the bullshit, we still manage to get as far as we have. But I feel guilty at times because I choose to live a happy path. I choose to pick like a happy life, like a comedy life and look at things funny and all this other stuff. But I mean, I could very easily be walking around like a lot of my brothers with a chip on their shoulder 
and everything is a fuck everybody else type of shit, you know? And with good reason. And with good reason. I just, that's the other thing. That takes a lot of work to not carry that shit on you all the time. You know what I mean? Like, because everything in the world, putting it in your face whenever you step out. So it's not even a thing of like, oh, nigga, you just let that shit go, bro. Why you always holding on to that? You don't understand. As soon as I stepped out of my house, I had to face some shit that was telling me who I am and how I look. That being said, I don't carry myself that way. I don't. I don't choose to carry that, and I think that confusion. Absolutely, you know, and, then, a choice. and some. But you know, for the you know that, I mean? that it isn't a choice because you know, even on your best day, even I, it isn't a choice. You, you know what I mean? Right. To, when you manage to not let it bother you, there's always still something, something that's gonna push, push, push it in so, your face. So, because I am like, I'm not a per- I mean, first of all, I don't like exposing my shit. And like, I don't like, I don't like letting people know when I'm upset or weak or whatever. Like, I feel like yeah. I'd rather throw you off. I don't want to, you know, give you any advantage over me. Yeah, or give you the satisfaction like, of knowing that you're upset. I'll give you the satisfaction. But I don't carry myself like that. And then for a lot of people right now, they're very confused because they're like, but you're not, you're not one of them black militant. And I was like, no, I didn't have to be. That's not, I chose that. I chose to walk, but that doesn't mean that I wasn't hit with everything a militant black person wasn't hit with. I just, mm-hmm. I'm a, I, I had a different avenue and a different path. And, you know, I look at different things a different way, but that doesn't mean that I didn't experience it. That doesn't mean that yeah. I like you full fledged, like, full, right. And, it's confusing a lot of people because they're like, yeah, but you're not black though. Like, you know, cause a lot of people don't look at like, my, like I told you, like my parents, I've had this conversation and my mom's like, and I'm like, mom, do you understand that when I leave the house, like, you know what I'm saying? Like I was a young man. They ain't looking They look, they didn't, I think this was speak Spanish. I think that would look it up. Nah, they don't do that, you know? And it doesn't matter. So I'm like, but I say I'm a black man. And I and I say, and I told them, I was like, you know, if they were to draw a line in the sand and they said, what side are you going to jump on? I would have to go with black African-American people, regardless of me speaking Spanish or not, because of the way that I look right off the bat. And she's always like, oh, no, but I'm like, but it don't matter. But then, you know, there's terms of endearment for me and my family, which is fine because I don't have a problem with it because it's a cultural thing, right? Yo soy yeah. negrito, yo soy negro. What's negrito, up, negro? negro? Like, my mom calls me negro, yeah. blah, blah, blah. my grandmother calls me That's fine. But then there's <laughs> my like, cousin stuff. calls me negro just because it's, uh, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> It'd be funny when my friends came over and they'd be like, did your mom just call you negro? Like, I'm like, <laughs> in Spanish? And be like, uh, black? Did she just call you black in Spanish? And like, it's a term of endearment. They're like, okay. Exactly. But, After yeah. people don't get about, you know, right. and it, and it's like, you know, for me, I I grew up in the Bronx. I grew up in the era of of seeing fucking, you know, whole, you know, like abandoned buildings and you know people stepping over people and cracking all this shit mm-hmm. and like, yeah, you know, not this shit and, that there is now, right? No, and it's like, you know, mm-hmm. so I'll be damned if, you know, especially be, you know, because yeah, I've been arrested. So you know, again, it doesn't matter, no. you know. I don't ever say like that's that's what that's usually how I define it to white people for like the white people who are all, all you know you know so supportive and you know granted everybody every white person has to deal with their own version of white guilt when they only see it as an ethnic right. slur that is the very reason why they cannot use that word right and right. for people like myself people like you people you know 
who are out. Term of endearment, it means a, a lot of things. You know, you. These is a mural. These is a mural. They're having a lot of issues, right? Like they were having issues because mural uses the word nigga a lot, right? And then they were putting pressure on these. They're like, yo, you're a black dude. And how are you letting him use that word? And he goes, because he's a nigga too. Like, you don't get it. Like, this is how we talk. That's how yeah. we grew up. That's, how, exactly. that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and, it, and it, it, yes, there's a socially acceptable time to say it for those people who are of that culture, which I yes. am. Yes. But, you right. know, there's also a, a bigger pause <clears throat> around it and, and a time oh. that acknowledge the fact that you should Absolutely. not. Absolutely. However, yes. you know, I've gotten to this, uh, not argument, but, you know, discussion many times where it's a cultural appropriation of it. Absolutely. Because, you know, and it all comes down to, like I said, it, it's not that I see myself, but the world will see me as no matter what. Sure. So, yeah, sure. you know, the same, sure. and that's the very reason why that term has become a, a term of endearment because we retake it and claim it and take you know power what? Away. It, right. it doesn't it doesn't harm me it's not affecting me no more like it doesn't that, affect right. me it doesn't right. offend me and for me right. this whole thing you know this whole you know movement that's going on it's crazy because we've been joking about it for since this whole thing started oh well you know it's only a matter of time it's only a matter of time well you know what it's here, here it now. is and you know what it's not funny and the day of know, reckoning has come. No, it's not. And it's, and it's real. It's very real. real. And it's ugly. And it's ugly. And it's going to get uglier and uglier. Like super ugly. Because that's the shit that needs to happen for any change to happen. Just yeah. got to do it. It's about what are we doing to stop that shit? What are we doing from stopping black men from dying? You know what I'm saying? Because that's the other thing. There has to be an ownership of the situation right now. And what we're talking about right now is black men. You know, real black men that are getting killed. Yeah. Uh, yes, brown people are getting killed too, and other people of color. Yeah. But like, but, you know, black it, men not, right now about, in this it's moment, it's not about us. Right. It's not about you know, right. Our difference, our differences in shade and and the paper bag cut. No, we're all together on it, and you know, those of us that have felt it and the effect of it are more than supportive of it. And yes, it needs to be focused on the simple fact: black men in this country are not. That's it. Right. It ain't taking away from anybody else. It ain't taking away from anybody else's problems or anything else. We're not saying that nobody else cares. It's just like the whole black life. We're not saying that nobody else's lives matter. It's just in this moment in time, we got to focus on this because this is the worst part of our society right now. This is the worst and the ugliest thing that is happening to a large portion of our society that's like not being protected and it's not being cared for. And that's like our black brothers and sisters. Because if black men have it bad, black women have it just as bad because they got to get it from black men and they're their support system and they're the whole ones that are reaching out and doing a lot of the work in the movement to get them from under that. You know what I mean? So it's it's a lot to unravel. It's a lot to unravel. I have a completely different perspective than you because for, for you, not only as a, you know, a dark-skinned Latino, but like as a father, you know, oh I can't God. even imagine, like, oh I, cannot, I cannot fathom, like, the, how I would explain this to a child right now. And it's so, like, for those I'm going to tell you that something are, that's going to... dealing with that, like... Yeah. I, I'm going to tell you something that's going to break you right now, man. Because that was another thing that kind of, like, whatever. So, my daughter is very fair-skinned. My daughter passes. You know, when we go to the park, we go to the park around here, up uh, like the east side or whatever, and everybody's like, oh, they let the kids play. And then they're like, oh, where's your dad? And then when they look at me, they're like, 
oh shit, oh that's your dad, oh you know that type of stuff. And a lot of people try to keep it cool, a lot of others don't. That being said, my daughter's not stupid. You know, my daughter's seeing this and she's crying for me. She says she's worried. She wants to take care of me, and I'm like, and she, but she's even, she's already owning and. How do I say, like, aware of her privilege of how she looks? Like, when we're watching, like, any competition show, she's always rooted for the Black people. Whenever, and it's not even a thing of her, it's her, like, her own empathy. You know what I'm saying? And it's not something that I've tried to teach you, but she knows they look like dad. You know, she knows that, like, dad is in that group. So I'm from that group, even though I don't look like them, you know. But yeah. even she, in a way, uses her white privilege. So even now, she was saying, look, I want to protect you. And I was like, baby, that's not your job. My job is to protect you. I, my, your job is to just, like, learn and be in school. You don't need to be thinking about this shit. If you need to worry about it, I'll let you worry about it. But to the point where she's, like, thinking about it, and she's worried, she's crying. She called me at work. She's like, I just heard that they're, like, Cause I don't know how she got her hands. We've been trying to like avoid all news. I don't have cable, but she saw a report and she was like, I saw they kill that guy, George Floyd. And are they going to do that to you? I, I'm so worried for you. How do I explain? You know what I mean? Like you, I, I'm a dad. I know the bullshit, you know, like, Oh no, honey, you know, I take care of myself, blah, blah, blah. blah. But I'm lying to my child. You know what I mean? I'm lying to my kid. If I tell her, oh, yeah, no, everything's going to be fine, you know? But it's not the truth. And, like, how do I explain that to my kid? And she'll be like, but why don't, why is it that people don't like people? Like, and I was like, I don't know. She's like, that's dumb. It's like, oh, because she knows about Trump, too, you know? She picks up, <laughs> she's like, she's like, she's like, is it because he's orange? You know, that type of shit. And uh, I just laugh because she's like, that's a kid. That's, she's really being genuinely like a kid. But she's like, oh, like, we've been hanging out at times. And she like, she'll stop and rub my face. She's like, I don't understand why, why Donald Trump doesn't like you. And I'm like, I don't know either, babe. Yeah, me neither. And then I have my other stepdaughter that's 12. So there's no hiding. And, you know, she's on the internet. She's on it. The, and there's no hiding it from her. And everyone's like, every once in a while, she's like, but they were tied up. You know, she'll see something or she'll read something. Or, you know, we try to not like, keep her completely blind, but we do try to protect her from that kind of stuff. And, bro, it's not. That's a whole, there's nothing to, like, how do you explain? Because to kids, everything is very black and white, you know? You know, he, it's funny cause he farted, you know, he sneezed cause he had a booger, that kind of shit. And then this is just like, oh, he hates black people because, well, honey, it has a whole to do with thing of like, you know, trying to maintain power of the planet and uh, socioeconomic uh, dominance, not to mention white supremacy. It's been going on since the beginning. Like, how do I explain that shit to a child? They're like, yo, this shit's stupid, you know? So. <laughs> Where's the fucking storybook about that? Where's the where's the <laughs> where's the fairy like, tale? <laughs> where's the Harry Potter book that explains that? Oh shit! I've found myself crying in these overwhelming moments of like, like, <clears throat> like I'm gonna talk like all right, like when Obama won the presidency, right? There was so much to that shit, like, and that was one of the first moments that I really felt. I mean, I, I was still a little bit. I was still be able to maintain my shit. You know, I was like a younger man, uh, a single younger man, but um, mm -hmm. it fucked with me. 
because I'm, I'm and I'm explaining to this why I'm explaining why this thing. You know, and it's funny that we do what we do talk about, which is like comic books and superheroes and all that shit. You know, when I was a kid, you know, even when I dream of being Superman, I was white. Okay. When I, you know, in my mind, okay, first of all, in my mind, I had already surrendered myself to the uh, to the to the idea of certain things. You know, like superheroes are all white. Black people are never going to be president. You know, like, you know, when they would say like, oh, as a kid, what do you want to do when you grow up? Like, I was always like, that's not a realistic thing. I've never seen a black president, you know? Uh So what I, what made me emotional about that moment was, it was like, holy shit, kids move. Like my daughter, my stepdaughter was born in 2008, the year he was elected. She knows, she only knows a world where people, black people could be president. Yeah. And the thought of that, of a little kid saying being four or five and looking at Obama saying like, I want to be him. I want to be president of the United States. Like, you understand? Like when I was growing up, the only person I saw on TV was Michael Jackson. That's the only person I could be. And even he turned white. You know what I mean? Like, but for a long time, like that was the, he was the biggest and the coolest star in the world ever. And it's a, like a light skinned black kid, like you know what I'm saying? Like he looks I could I could I could relate to him. We kinda look alike, you know, and he's doing the moonwalking and all that shit. And that was my idol. But that was the only person I could idolize on TV and in music. That's it. That was mm-hmm. it. Him and Mr. T and Mr. T was just he was too far away. Like That's why you're wearing the chain. That's right why I'm chained. That's influence now. <laughs> <laughs> At least you got Which to grow up and be one of them. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. They well, I and I do for a fact. Like when we do cosplay, like the next time I do a cosplay of some sort, that's who I'm going for. I'm going full Michael tilt. Jackson? I'm doing the mo. No, Mister T. I'm gonna do the mohawk. I'm gonna actually shave Which my Michael head. Jackson I'm going. Full. Oh, if I had to do a Michael Jackson, it would have to be the beat Michael it Michael Jackson. Beat it? Yeah, no, beat it, Michael. The beat it, Michael Jackson. Yeah. Okay, I have or the, the thriller. I want right. the beanie jacket, but yeah. I have to be smooth criminal Michael Jackson because that's the one that has the superpowers and you could turn into the robot yeah. and shit in the that's car. Right. So, that's right. You know. So my, so just and, so you, you know, know, my daughter's obsessed with that one, the uh, smooth criminal Michael. So she'll do the lean and everything. She does the whole. So yeah. be very proud. <laughs> I used to like go uh, whenever we were dancing in the living room, where it's time to have it for that part. I always used to run to the couch, and then my dad used to grab my belt, and then he's like, "Nice, yeah. <laughs> that's um, great." No, I was full on like Billie Jean, "Beat It," you know, "Thriller." That's my Michael. That's my Michael for my. I had the LPs. I had the 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 off the wall cover. I traced over it. No, I have. I still have my Michael Jackson albums, and I have my Manula albums right next to my Manula albums. Anyway, so yeah, but, so so, but like I said, no, I'm gonna do Mr. T with the Mohawk for real. So remind me, I'm gonna go. Man, who that doesn't cosplay like Mr. T? I ain't gonna fly on that plane anyway. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, other than that, the fact that my like kids, like little brown kids now in these generations, the sitting president, like saw a sitting president as like that's that alone. I'll give up the superhero shit just for that. Just the fact that any black kid now can aspire to become president. And 
but then my mission changed and it shouldn't have changed when I had, I mean, I've always been an advocate for women, but you know, I went into higher gear once I had my daughter. So now, you know, seeing their faces and seeing like my girl's face and seeing her face because they were very much involved in like, Hillary's going to be the first woman president. And to see that disappointment, I'm like, shit, I've been there. I know exactly, you know, yeah. And the fact is, there was probably a better chance all along for a woman to be president before a black man, to be honest with you. It's just that we needed to have an extraordinary man, extraordinary black man, be president. Because Obama, like, you don't have to like his policies. You don't have to like how he may have governed, whatever. But, like, the way he speaks and the way he conducts himself and how he mm-hmm. carries himself, like, that's an extraordinary... like. The guy was he played the he played the fucking game like any like, other politician. Of course, of course. But played it class dignified with class dignified. and dignity. And we're talking about a man that wasn't supposed to be. They weren't going to let him run that election. He was going to. He was supposed to wait another four years, and he's like, "Nah, fuck it. I'm going to run now while I'm forty, and did yeah. it. You know, and fucking knocked it out the park. And he was an extraordinary. And that's what I think has to happen with a female, like a woman president. I don't like saying female, a woman president. Uh, I believe like it has to be an extraordinary woman. And I don't know all these women that have been running. I mean, like a Michelle Obama, she's pretty extraordinary, but I don't think she's ever going to run, but you need an extraordinary woman to run and kind of like captivate because you got to captivate the assholes that don't believe like that's what Obama did. Obama kind of captivated. I'm pretty sure he captivated some of the races like but that conversation needs to happen like for women like there like there has to be some a woman that is so extraordinary which sucks because but that's what happens with minorities. You have to be greater than in order to succeed. We have to be twice as good as the white man. Hey, but I would vote I would totally vote for Sotomayor. <laughs> absolutely. And but look at where she's at. She's an extraordinary lady. You understand what I'm saying? She carries herself a certain way. But that being said, for a woman to be president, like, I don't know. I love Warren. I thought she was great. But was she that one that I like? Uh. And I'm going to sit here and I'm, and I'm going to say something very controversial because there's, she's lost a lot of, like, support and everything. And I don't really, I'm not a fan. But I will, I like saying facts where their facts are. And I feel like there could, there's never been a more perfect candidate to be president ever than Hillary Clinton was when she you know, when she ran against, you know, we're talking about somebody that's been groomed since they were a child to be president. You understand what I'm saying? Right. But then you got the whole sexism thing playing a part, but whatever that just being that being said, not that she would have made a great president. I'm just saying she was one of the most qualified candidates we have ever had ever running for president, just because of everything that she's accomplished in a way. Like she worked her way through Senate. She was first lady. She's been in the white, like it was like a whole thing. Like it was a perfectly rap for her. And I think that's why, she lost because it was like, nope, nah. Oh, this is what y'all want? No, this is not what's gonna happen, you know. So that being said, I think it's still. I feel like, but I didn't feel like maybe she was that extraordinary, you know, because not everybody liked her. So you have to be this extraordinary woman that'll break the barriers and, like, the knuckleheads that are assholes that are like, women can't do shit. Uh, still be like, but that was kind of smart. I like her, you know, whatever, uh-huh. you know, because that's what's happening with AOC. They all want to bang her. They're yeah. all racist, but they all want a banger. That's the problem. They want someone yep. that's its own. <laughs> but, you know, it's it comes down to this. You know, cops are not the problem. Cops are there for a reason. There are too many bad cops. And when the good cops can't police the bad cops, 
for fear uh, of you know losing their that's what's job wrong. over title. That's what's wrong. That's what's wrong. That's what's and, wrong. You know, this is that blue silence thing, right? The blue, blue wall of silence. And I get it. It's a brotherhood. And I get it when you're in the military and when you're in the police and it's a brotherhood and you got to protect each other. But just like in your family, you'll be checking your brother. Like if your brother raped somebody or did some shit to somebody else, as much as you love them and you support them, you got to check them. You would have to check them. Because as a human, like, as much as they're your brother first, you're human beings first. Like, that's not going to eat away at you? You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's like, I feel so bad more for, like, when those trucks of soldiers started rolling through the house, there was at least three to five black soldiers on each of those buses. And I could not even begin to think of how they might feel right there at that moment. And they have no option. And they, they have you know, no choice. First of all, didn't that scare do. you? Doesn't, like, first of all, we've never seen that in the history of the United States. Yeah. Military trucks have never entered that type of, that area of the White House. And you have that type of military presence like that. It scares me a little bit as far as, like, hey, is he privatizing? Or is he, like, you know, utilizing the army or the military service as his, like... Personal. The beck, right, the ones that do his beck and call. Like, are they going to be, like... Because, you know, he rubs, he rubs them in their back while he gives them things. You know what I'm saying? And then while he takes. Mm-hmm. So, especially, like, from police and armed forces and stuff like that. So, if, like... The time comes for him to leave the White House, you know, what side are y'all going to be on, you know? Uh, or, like, is he going to use that, like, I don't know. Like, because that's the other thing. We don't know what's going to happen in November and how he might utilize everything that's going on right now to say that. Yeah, it's all distraction to get not, people not to vote, right. you know? And, you know, it's like, and then who the fuck don't? And then add to all of that, we're going to see the backlash with the coronavirus. Right. Like we're gonna that this is what's gonna set off the wave too. Obvious. Right. So, you know, it's only a matter of time. But you're and, right, man. You know, you're right. Every time I ask myself, you know, how are we ever gonna, you know, get past this, you know, I think of like my parents' generation. Sure. You know, and it's like they lived through the civil rights. Movement. Right. And you know, just like they got through, we will get through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether we live we all live to see it. That remains to be seen. And what happens to the city in the aftermath? I don't have faith in the overall establishment, nor do I have faith in people, the people of, you know, the majority. Right. Because, hell, I would feel safe walking into, a, you know, a room full of people of color. I would not feel, I do not feel safe walking into a room, you know, where I'm the only person of color. Right. Right. You know, and 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 frankly, it's being in that situation that has always made me feel the most, you know, disdain for the whole, you know, scenario. Because very often, you know, I would I would be the only person of color in you know the in the room, and yeah. then people would forget that I was a person of color. Yeah. And then, you know, think that they have a fucking pass to say whatever they fuck they want and not realizing how fucking stupid and ignorant they sound. Yeah. But then I've also been, he also, I've also been in the other situation where I've, I've been the lightest person in the room. And just because of that, I'm no longer too. assumed to be a person of color because, and, and, and then it's like, nah, my dude, like, so it's like, 
it puts us all in the same boat. And, and you know, like I said to earlier, you know, it's, this is what's been, you know, just getting me through, like, be able, being able to process is like, so many people now are brought down to our level and they don't know how to adjust and they don't know how to handle it. And they feel such a superiority complex that they feel that, you know, they shouldn't be subjected to it. Well, guess what? Neither should we. So why, you know, should it be any different for y'all? Than right, why does the us? box, why does the book stop with y'all? Yeah. Like, you know, you get the Amy Coopers of the world and it's like, who, by the way, that's the other thing, man, like a chick like Amy Cooper, not to cut you off. Right. Because I was having this conversation with somebody earlier. She's not racist. I don't consider her to be racist. Okay. Cause you got to make a distinction. She used her race. She took advantage of her privilege of her race. Now I, from what I've heard, she's donated to Obama. She's a Democrat. So I don't believe she's racist. What she did was racist. And what she also did was she knew in that moment that she can weaponize her race as a threat towards a black man. And that, that is what's being presented like these, the, which I'm loving that's happening. It's the, the fake, you know, the fake the subconscious, the, 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 right. The unconscious racism. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because there's stuff that's systematically impl- implemented that goes beyond, like, you don't have to be disparaging of black people or say you don't have to hate black people to be doing some racist shit, you know? And that's the difference. And I think that's what's happening right now. A lot of white people are like, wait, 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 wait. Wait, so that's like, they had no, they, you understand what I'm saying? Like, all of that is yeah. coming to light as far as like, yeah. even the things that you're not noticing. The rules and doing right. what you're supposed to be doing. Right. Not realizing that, no, that's not how it works. And, and I get it. Not, that's and a I get, choice for you. It's not a choice. It's and like I get you, it. Like, it's hard for like not racist people to see it. Right. So you have a lot of people out there saying, like, yeah, but man, I think you're getting carried away. Like, you know, you you always talk about this race shit, but it ain't now. Like, like, look at me. I don't look at you. Yeah, but you don't you people tend to put their own personal experiences into like the norm or like the omni- It's like one bad apple doesn't spoil the bunch. One good apple doesn't make the rest make of the, the bunch ra- good. Right. Either. Right. And oh. This is why, this is what I, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll like, this is my angle, my perspective that I'm coming at, and I'm coming at both white people, and, and before I even say that, police officers too, you know, I have a lot, like, half of my class in high school are cops. I went to a JROTC high school. I went to Xavier High School on 16th oh and 6th. Yeah. All boys, JROTC, the whole nine. So half of them boys, they all boys, you know, good old boys. They're all cops, you know? So I have a lot of mad love for them. As a matter of fact, two of my friend cops work with Cortez, who's a good friend of ours and the whole nine, who I've known, I know Cortez for years. I love the guy. Like, we're brothers. But we've also, like, there's also been mom- there's also been these moments where, I'm checking to see if he's okay, regardless of where, what he thinks or what I think. That doesn't matter to me because he's my friend. So in whatever situation, even though I may think cops are wrong or they're handling it wrong, my humanity, right, in the situation doesn't let me see what he is because he's a person that I care about. So I don't say, oh, he's a cop. 
whatever. Two of my best friends from high school that I love to death and my brothers, they're cops. Full-blown cops. Been on the force for like 20 years, man. Like, real cops. Love them to death. We have conversations all the time. Stuff that like, hey, I'm trying to give them a perspective on like, this is, it isn't always black and white. And they're always telling me, hey, look, this ain't always black and white. You're like, oh shit, see, I didn't know. And there's a lot of stuff that doesn't go said between each other. But I will say this. And like I said, I'm saying this to my wife, allies, and I'm going to say this to the police. And I'm also going by what we have been taught, because this is what we've been told to do, okay? You don't like that white people are considered racist or that people, certain people consider all white people racist or that all people, some people consider all cops racist. If you don't like that, disassociate yourself from it. And I know there's like a lot of rules and regulations, but the time has come for like the the right has to outweigh the wrong. And the way that some people like say, we were just talking about how there's that blue wall of silence and some of them are handcuffed and their job relies on it and all this other stuff. But guess what, man? Like, and the same thing with white people. If you don't start checking your people yourself, cause you're the only ones that have the powers to do it. You can't ask the victims to stop the violence. The victims cannot stop the violence if they're not the perpetrators. You, there's only so much we could put our hands up, say, please, say, stop, say all of this. But then that's the thing. When you look at media, we're the ones that are portrayed as the violent ones when we're not the ones that get away with it. Because if we touch, if we break, if we kill or if we shoot or whatever, we get put away. As a matter of fact, we do the same drugs as our counterparts on the other end. And we're doing way more time and facing way more penalties than they, than they ever do. You know, because that's the way that the system is set up. All of that being said, when you're a police officer, now you're, you're, you're an enforcer of that system in, in, in certain ways. And if you want things to be righteous, then you have to start from the root. And I say, regardless of what your union or whatever, trust me, in the end, truth, when truth prevails, the people will speak. The people will be with you if you're like, hey, man, and look at what's happening. There's a lot of cops now doing it. Like, hey, I denounce what that cop, what Shaven did with George Floyd. So those cops are winning because they're getting it. You have to, and the same thing with white people. You don't want to be associated with white, white people or ra races? Separate yourselves from them. Call them out. You know, you do the work. Just how- Make sure the, they're not in positions where, you know, they're determining they're, the outcome of the people that of they Of the people they, right. Of the people that don't have that they're oppressing. Another thing, and the reason why I say what they taught us, because what have they taught us? Oh, you don't want to be looked at as lazy. You don't want to be looked at as like, yo, study, go to school, get out the hood. Duh, 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 duh. And even though we do all of that, even though there's people's, we got all people's in all professions of life, we're still, we're still looked at here. You know, and again, that's why I'm saying what we've been taught. And you've taught us, disassociate yourselves from the bad ones. So that's what I, I say to y'all disassociate yourselves from the bad ones. Tell them, check them. It's okay. It's all right. Especially if you're on, they can't do nothing to you guys. If we speak up, they have the power to do things to us. So we need those allies and we need those, that fight. And I love, like, again, not all cops are bad and not all cops are good, but if you, neither are people. <laughs> and neither are people, right? Neither are people. And that's why, you need to make pictures clear and you need to disassociate and you need to like, bro, that shit is what's wrong is wrong. And you seeing a lot of people that abuse their power, call that shit out. 
you know and that's not just police i'm just saying in general people in power and that's why i say white people too because that's another because for me the police is not about as much as it is about race about killing black men i feel like there's so many of there's so many there's a, there's a rainbow on the other side of the fence as far as when it comes to the police force so they're all one unified regardless of whatever race they may be or whatever orient whatever just different shades of blue right so they stick with each other, right? They stick with each other. But, you know, it's it's more about how they view the black person as a person a person like this could be a perpetrator or somebody they could probably get away with abusing with a little more than like Tim or Chad or something like that. And that goes to black and Latino cops who will be like, Dope. You understand what I'm saying? And it's a systematic yeah. thing and a lot of it is already engraved and it's a system thing. So I can't, I'm not always going to hold a hundred percent of like, you know, that was a true racist thing, but the system is built that way. So it's, it's yeah. up to certain people to break. It's up to y'all to break it. We can't, we're not the cops. We're not, if you're not a cop, I can't break the system, but you guys on the other end, break the system, especially the ones that grew up with it. And you know, what's up, you know, what's up, you know, it's all just, a fucking clusterfuck, man. And it's like, I, but it's getting detangled. It's getting untangled. I I love that it's getting untangled right now. And I love that there's certain people that are holding up the mirror and being like, "Wait, I'm re- I was responsible for part of that." Yes, you know. Yeah. And it's great. And it is that makes me cry. And it's like a a jeer a tearful emotion, like a joyful emotion because it's like, I never thought I was gonna see that in my life. You know, like I can't even imagine. Can you imagine you're like a 80 year old black man right now and you're seeing white men saying what they're saying, the police departments taking like a side and saying, hey, we're with the protesters and all this other shit. Like we're not with the police brutality. And you're like, oh, my God, like how would how could you not cry? You know what I mean? Like, how could you not? How could you not? Yo, and, and like not for nothing, like say what you want about the man, even if you don't agree with his politics. The only reason I have gotten through this as level-headed and sane as I have is because of fucking Andrew Cuomo. Oh, yeah. He's doing the right and, thing. You know, and, and, like, you know, he's, like, I, you know, he's, I, if there's a right, I, I, I've, always, I've been saying it. Like, I got my, you know, they sent me the, the ballot thing. You know, they asked me yeah. the ballot and shit. Yeah, and I was like, you could write, you could write in somebody, right? So like, can I, can we just write in Cuomo? Just write him in, right? Like, which a lot of people are doing, Bernie. By the way, they're writing him in. No, I know that, but come on, yeah. like, it, it, they it's have all, an opportunity here, right? Yeah, you know, like, what's more real? Like, I will know? tell you this much. I will tell you this much, man. He's. I'm glad there's someone in power that's like taking the pre- protester side. He's saying all the right things. You know, he is saying all the right things, but. Going he is also with Trump, you know. Yeah, going to the look like I'm talking and calling out McConnell and like doing all that shit. Like I love it. It's great. Yeah. You know. But I'm also very much aware he's the governor of the state. And he has the power over police. And yeah. he could be running this situation a little bit more differently. And I'm seeing how some people around the country are doing it. Like a lot of places are showing up before the protests start, talking to the protesters, telling them, hey, we're walking with you. We're very much a part of this. They're not walking through the streets, pushing people randomly or throwing them and to the mother. side or hitting them with rubber bullets or like aiming. Like they're talking and saying, listen, if we do this, 
we will do this to a certain time. We'll have a curfew. You guys go home. That way, anybody else that's outside, they're looters. We're not going to let them do this to our community. And at mm -hmm. this point, it just feels like they're protecting certain neighborhoods in New York. Then they're not protecting other neighborhoods in New York. They're letting, like, like the Bronx was burning last night. Like, yep. literally was burning. Fordham Road was on yeah, fire. I know. And my my homegirl's my home building got set on fire twice last night. So, and then you got downtown where, like, people are boarding up their stores as a precaution, you know? So it's a, two, it's a tale of two different cities. Uh, but I, like I said, I, that's my only thing with Cuomo. I'm like, yo, all right. So like, let's start seeing some real legislation going away. You're saying you will put a reform bill if it crossed your desk. All right. So why don't you make it happen? Make that happen. All these things that you're saying, make it happen. You have a lot of power within the state. You have complete sovereignty over the state of New York. So you can control the police. You can control how this, you can control a little bit of the narrative of how it's going to go, especially if you're saying you're with the protesters. So, so now some shit goes wrong. He, that's politics because now some shit pops off. Yo, it's de Blasio, you know, you, what you doing over there in New York city with the cops? And like the me, like I, I don't, you know, the Blasio was fighting with the cops himself. You know what I'm saying? So you put all of that into perspective. I'm just like, all right, I hope you just do the right thing when the time comes. Like, there's a lot of people out there right now getting uh, wrongfully uh, arrested and hurt, and it's not pretty. It's not pretty. But just how people have to look at it that look at it that way. You know how some of these peaceful protesters, because of whatever circumstances, are getting hurt and injured and you know bleeding and all this other stuff. Even though they're being you know peaceful protesters, that's why some of these stores are being collateral damage right now to what's happening because it's the pushback from both sides so both sides are going to get hurt doing what they're doing you know but it has to happen this this like has to happen had to happen was coming had been coming inevitable inevitable and and i you know what my fear is that this ain't it yet we're getting closer, that's, but they might not be. Do you understand what I'm that's saying? That's exactly what I'm worried about, and that's exactly why I've been having trouble sleeping. Because yeah. I'm preparing for any second to hear a massive explosion <laughs> and then, you know, have to, have to somehow, for some reason, need to get out of New York. Right, right. And listen, know. and listen to this part, too. Think about it this way. Look at all the people that probably, like, marched in the 60s and did all the shit that we're doing right now, right? Mm -hmm. And Rodney King shit happens in the 90s, like 30 years after they thought that maybe things were better. But then, like, so they thought they had done so much work only to know that they were, like, still so far, right? Even though a lot of great things happened. And even now, it just, like, again, it feels like, oh, you know, like I said, they're taking uh, uh, credit and all this other stuff. Okay. But what if this is just like, oh, man, the next wave in like another 30 years while like the undertones of this, we're going to have to wait another 30 years for it to really take. You're like, oh, my God. Like, that's that's my fear. That's my fear that all of this is happening. And it still needs to happen for it to happen in 30 years. Right. Like the 60s needed to happen for like the 90s for like now for like this type of shit. So all of that had to happen. But it's been slow as shit, man. Like just, just look how close we were to succeeding from the fucking union with all this corona shit. Right, right. You're like, <laughs> come on now. And then, but it's like, 
it was bound to happen, like we said. It's been inev- the inevitability of it. And just seeing the names and the dates, right? When Cuomo was reading the names and the dates, now that you talk about Cuomo, right? Because he started he started with Rodney King. Then he said, uh, Abner Luima and I'm going to do Diallo. And I remember arguing with people about I'm going to do Diallo because he's the one that got shot 41 times, right? In the, and they shot, they shot so many shots, they shot him in the bottom of his feet. And my argument at the time was, it was like, if you're a police officer that's trained to cope with these situations, again, love you brothers and sisters, but y'all chose this profession. First, first and foremost, y'all, it's a dangerous job and y'all chose it. And thank you for being the ones to choose it because a lot of us out here, we chicken shits and we wouldn't have done it. You know what I mean? All that, and all that it entails on top of that because a lot of times when you become a cop, like people, like your friends in the hood and shit like that, they think you've changed. And it's a tough, it's a tough profession to do. You know, you gotta, gotta put it where it's due, but you are making that decision. You know what I mean? Yep. So that was one thing that I argue with everybody. Like, aren't you supposed to be trained as a police officer? Like that was one of the first inklings that I felt like, you know, they're abusing this position of a cop where, yo, you're trained to be a cop. But anyway, I'm going to do Diallo. Then it was like Sean Bell. And then after that, it was like the explosion of names. I mean, like, you know, it was Trayvon Martin. And it was like, boom. Like, after that, it was just like, ah, fuck it. Let's just go killing him. And then it was a, a nationwide thing. But I even remember the thing with Sean Bell. The guy's about to get married in three days or something like that. And he's at his bachelor party. And he's getting shot through the car, like, and it's like the whole story was a little shaky and bogus. And it's like he wasn't armed. There wasn't a car. There wasn't a gun. But they try to say that it was a gun, and no, there was a gun in the compartment. Like now, you didn't know who to believe or what to believe because, and we knew like all the autopsy, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, and then all of us in the hood are like, nah, we know cops are like they lie, blah blah blah. blah. And then everybody's like, no, you got to believe the cops, you know? Blah, blah, yeah, blah. right. You know, so there was there was never a resolve there with the Sean Bell thing and all that. But that being said, like I said, those were that's where for me it started. Like, one, this is a profession that you choose, so you can't, you know, this job calls for some high adrenaline. So you can't be a plumber and then say, yo, I don't work with shit. I don't ever want to see shit. I don't want to see no more hornets flying. That's like, that's that's like being a fucking exterminator. And say I don't fuck with rats. There you go. Right. Exactly. Like, can I not do roaches? Just, you know, so that, that, that means that you know what comes with the job. So then once it comes with the job and you choose to do it, what happens to the training that you get? You're supposed to be trained. Like, yeah, you put me in a uniform and you give me a gun and you tell me to go fight crime, I'm going to shoot somebody 41 times unnecessarily because I'm just going to let it rip. Like, I don't have no training. Aren't these people coming? What are they training? What are they teaching you in the academy? And the other thing that we have to be frank about here is that the men, the black men that are being killed are unarmed. Yeah. Unarmed. Like they take what that the fuck the is on your bat utility? Right. What the fuck is on your bat utility belt that the gun is the first thing you go for? You yeah. got a baton. You got a taser. You got all this other shit. Mace. Like, yeah, but then and, and then it's it. like, yeah, and then because then it's on them, and it's like, well, even when we use mace, we're wrong, or even right. when we use taser, we're wrong. But well, they're alive. Alive. And there was no gun, alive. right? And and you know, and if you legitimately had a fucking cause for you know suspicion and you know the fear for your life, then okay. <laughs> but if it turns out you just jumped in the gun, then again, what the fuck are they teaching you in the goddamn academy that they, you know on how to deal with conflict resolution? 
But aren't they teaching you to, like, aren't they training you in the situations, right? Hey, there's a stick up, there's a hostage, whatever. You're getting trained for these. That's why you're a police officer. You're going to like, like, what are you teaching these people then? Like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm just teaching them to like, I follow orders and I'll fucking push people around. And like, most of the time it just feels like these were all people that were bullied when they were in school. You know what I mean? Like, and now they have this, this uh, authoritarian problem. And again, I'm not trying to paint the cops with a with a brush because that's not all cops. There's a lot of great yeah. cops out there, but let's be frank about what it is, you know. Um, but yeah, I I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I don't know. I I you try to make sense of it. You try to be compassionate. You try to be, but you're like, but at the essence of it, like, how are you not? Why are you doing these things? Why why are you choking people? To like, why are you putting your knee? Like I've watched physicians talk about how just physiologically, if you put your body weight into somebody's back or their chest or their esophagus, they're not going to sit still. They're going to wiggle out because that's a a survival instinct to survive. And, you know, I still saw a video the other day. And in every single case, that's exactly why they're quote unquote resisting because right. their life is in jeopardy. Absolutely. Because you can't put your knee, you can't put a knee in somebody's back. They cannot trust that they're going to be, survive right. with this, this encounter. And mm-hmm. you've created a sense of, of terror in a state that, you know, you can't help but fight for your life. And yeah, you're damn right. They're going to fucking run away because they don't want to be shot. And if right. it comes to, <clears throat> when it comes down to your choices, Stay still and be shot or, or run away and try to escape, you know, a bullet. You know, maybe you'll get shot. Maybe okay. then you only get shot in the leg. But I'd rather, you know, right. I'd rather, I'd rather get hit. I'd rather than go into the system. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or get, like, or get caught by the cops and then get beat up, which is even worse. Because yeah. when, once they catch you, if you try to even run or some shit, once they catch you, they on that bullshit. Like, they'll fuck you up. They will yep. fuck you up. But it's just sad because... Again, this is why, I guess maybe this is why the superhero genre has taken off because people have to go to a fantasy world to have yeah. real heroes. When our the, real That's heroes, the only place where a regular citizen can become, you know, something greater than themselves and, you know, put a stop to the injustice that they see every single day that, right. you know, of their waking life. Why should I be afraid? There's a group of people that go to them when they're afraid. Why should I be afraid of them? You know? Yeah. When yep. people are like in trouble and shit, they like pick up the yo, oh my god, police. And I look at them and I'm like, oh my god, let me get out of their way. I don't want to. They're not the people yep. that I go to. There's a disconnect there. Huge disconnect. Absolutely. Yeah. But you know, it comes down to what are our demands? What do we want? And what is the point of this whole movement? And not saying, you know, that I don't know what the point is, but yeah. okay, so what is it that we need for, you know, police to make reform. these changes? Police reform. And, you know, police reform is one of them. Yeah. You know, and it's not, but it's not, it doesn't stop there. No. It doesn't stop there at all. No. And that's not the only that's thing. That's just and a that's, part. And, you know, and that's, that's, I think that's the scapegoat of it all. Because, you know, while people are so obsessed over police, 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 you know, we need police. We cannot yeah, survive without police. And, you know, you, yeah, I, in a perfect world, you know, we would be able to respect the police. But, you know, our generation, at least, is torn because, you know, we were always taught to respect the cops. But then, you know, our not reality taught us to fear them and not right. trust them. 
not trust so them. yeah you know you know just because you show somebody respect doesn't mean you trust them you know what i'm saying so exactly you just a lot of times you're just trying to stay alive that's fear that's yeah fear. I, but but then you know and then when they started calling in the fucking national guard it's like you know we're no different than the than the countries we invaded now. Oh, forget it. So, so now we needed. They needed a war. They needed an excuse to, you know, deploy their weapons. Deploy the troops on home yeah. on home land on home soil. Yeah. So that now, okay. So if this is this is the worst thing we've ever experienced, now guess what? The ceiling's that much higher. Now there's only so much more where you know where we can go. Yeah, and you know who the fuck knows where where that's gonna be. So it's like you see all these fantasy stories, or oh, dystopian society and the fall of humanity and the fall of human, you know, kind and all that shit. Well, we're in that right now. So where do we go for? After? We're a page in a textbook right now, bro. Yeah, and and you know we're the last of a dying generation of people who you know will remember what it was like before. Yeah, you know, and then but then. When we see, like, these kids, that's what boggles my mind. You know, these, the kids that are being born in this generation, they were all supposed to not have to deal with these problems. Right. You know, it was supposed to be fixed by now. Right. And our society was supposed to be heading towards, you know, a better way. And, like, where, you know, where people were, you know, like, lit, where Dr. King's dream was coming true. You know, people were judged for the content of the character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, not you true. know, and now all of that has become undone. But for good reason. Yeah. Because that was all a facade. Yeah. And, you know, we would much rather it was fake facade from what it was and what it yeah. is. And, you know, that to have to continue to live and deal with that. Like, you know, that's why, you know, I've said, like, what I've said, like, you know, nothing makes me feel my race more than when I get passed over for a promotion because right. uh, the other person, you know, is actually Caucasian. Man, look, we're, we're swimming upstream, you know? And then it's bad enough, you got other fish that look like you, that are supposed to be like you, and then some of them that made it, and they're the ones holding you under the water so you don't... You understand what I'm saying? That's messed up, too. Yeah. But uh, it's uh, racism. Uh, and my Latino people, more than anything, really... I'm going to be frank here, and they probably hurt me more in my lifetime than actual white people and and that's saying a lot because i'm an american-born dominican you know dominican-american and i used to go to the drs every summer as a kid and i experienced a whole lot more shit over there that was yeah. trying to condition me to feel a certain way you know even the way they talk about people's complexions is a whole different thing and to yeah. and to make people feel like oh no you know you come in no, but you're not you're latino you're not black you know, i'm like cops don't look at me like that cops they don't ask, excuse me, do you speak Spanish? Yeah, no. They, mm. That fits, don't ask shit. <laughs> yep. Well, all I can say, you know, is again, just blessings and prayers go out to all of our brothers and sisters out there. Absolutely, man. You know, whether you're on the lines of the protesters are, you know, on the side of the law enforcers, on the side of the soldiers, and, you know, just we're all humans out there. Right, that's the and side we all are on, man. As long as you can be comfortably on the side of humanity, then I have no problems with you. And, you know, 
the rest of this world just needs to recognize what's right and what's wrong. Right. And, you know, this cannot keep happening. And the only thing we can do is just try to come out of this in a positive light, keep creating content and telling the stories that need to be told. That's right. You know, I'd be remiss if we went, you know, another episode without mentioning all of this. I just couldn't get past it. It was very thank you hard. For, thank you. It. Thank you for having this. Like, there was a lot of stuff that I needed to get out as well. <laughs> as much as I'm saying it yeah. was for you. I mean, I talked a lot right now, but oh, I really do fine. appreciate. No, I appreciate it. And also, you know, I'm mindful Latino and there's a lot to unpack and a lot to. And we both have different experiences, but we're from the yeah. same, we're from the same world, man. We, we've, Absolutely. You know, Latino kids from New York, you know, we have the same lens, you know, it's just people looked at, we had different covers. It's different millimeters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Separate gels, but nah, man, I really appreciate it. I appreciate this, um, the opportunity, like, you know, when you told me you wanted to do something like this, I was like, you know. I do think that that's what we have the platform for. And it's like, yeah, you know, and it, it, yeah it's like, it's not just, yeah. And no disrespect to the people who are choosing not to do it. It's, you know, no. everybody in this, is there in, in their own right. You know, I firmly believe in the, you know, in the power of entertaining and, you know, and the reason for it, you know, that's why I still do what I do, you know, and why I've, you know, chosen to kind of, you know, do these mediums, but like, you know, we do have a responsibility, you know, as the people who have platforms or create the platforms, whether we have 10 listeners, whether we have 100 listeners or, you know, whatever in between, you know, we're all human beings. We all have these same experiences. We all have the same fears and doubts and, and we struggle with the same emotions. We process it all in different ways, but, you know, let's just really use this time to come up with results and, you know, lasting changes that we need. And, you know, the hardest thing for people to accept in this world is change. It's the hardest and, thing. you know, unless you can willingly accept that it needs to happen, then, you know, this is only going to get worse. You know, yeah. as, the, uh, as the hours pass, you know, now I'm starting to hear more sirens. Yeah. And so, yeah. It's, so it's the cycle is going to keep doing, happening, yeah. and, you know, so we decide to break it. And, you know, tonight was the first night I didn't hear the pots of pen thing at seven o'clock right me neither yeah. me neither and you know i was literally just wondering yesterday because everybody's out is, protesting that gonna, that, like when is that gonna stop like i wonder right. you know when is you know they're gonna and i don't I know it today didn't hear today it. was the last i mean yesterday who knew who knew that yesterday was the last day you know yeah. i i i say this man i say to all my brothers and sisters man i say to like just and I say, I'm going to say one word, empathy, yep. empathy, like we're all the same and we should all be in this together. So I ask I you aliens you, to come already. So then we can well, unite as a human race. Well, you know, that's what we got. Our, yeah. I, we mean, got we can, I mean, if you want to just erase, I, I, if you want to just, you know, <laughs> unite us finally and hating another species, finally, fine. At least we'll finally realize that everybody, but we're all one race. Yes. So we're just different ethnicities, you know. That's why they, that's a, they, it's ethnic, it's ethnic bias. Yes. My ethnic bias. We that's should, why they, we should even destroy the term racism. Don't use the term racism. That's true. We're all one race. That's true. We're all human. We're beings. How about that? Yeah. Beings, you yeah. know. 
we're all beings. And even though, you know, we know the aliens released the COVID-19, but we're not going to talk about that. That's not for this. Exactly. That's, that's next week's show. Yeah, that's next week's show. Um, no, but I do want to say this. Empathy. Empathy, empathy, empathy. I ask you, you know, I understand. I, I ask you to make sure that people know what the narrative of what's going on is right now. I know there's some looting and I know there's that, but that shouldn't be what's leading the narrative. You should no. be like at this moment in time, you got to think about it, you know, priorities. What's more important, a store burning down or a black man dying, a life, a human life. Just that I'm just looking I'm, and I'm not saying that again, I'm not saying that it's right that they're looting and doing all that stuff. I'm just saying just just listen to listen, listen, make sure that the narrative is exactly what it's to be. It's not about the looters. It's not about the people turning things on fire. It's about a bunch of people getting together that are trying to make a change in peaceful in a peaceful and in a human humane way. And we want to be able to like not be afraid of our cop brothers and sisters and be able to like hug and, and give, do all of that shit, hang out, break bread, whatever. Um, but I just say that, man, from both sides, empathy, yep. empathy, empathy. Yep. That's the, that's the most human thing I can tell. Like black people, white, it don't matter. Empathy, just feel for your, for your fellow human being. Empathize and vote. That's it. Yeah. Go vote. Go vote. You know, the primaries are the 22nd. Yeah. You can, be uh do an absentee ballot you can from june 13th to june 21st absentee ballots can go in um and you know the election day is june 23rd and that's just to get the primary so you know what if now's the time if you do have somebody you want to put in there write it in if if it won't come november we have one single focus and that's getting this fucking war criminal out out of office and just how you're making it your business to protest just how you're making it your business to protest and to call out and to to make it your business to vote facts make it your business to vote that's it facts facts on that note we will catch everyone in the next episode and you know to all of our people out there on all sides just be safe and be smart word latin geeks